This podcast is a part of the Newhoff Media Podcast Network. You're listening to The Paranormal Pursuit, hosted by Bobsy from 99.7 The Mix and Larry Wilson from the Urban Paranormal Investigation. You're not alone. We're not alone. The Paranormal Pursuit will keep you company. Hello. Good morning, good afternoon, and good evening. Bonzi, Larry Wilson, we are the Paranormal Pursuit Podcast. Again, make sure you follow us on social media. We're on Facebook. If you guys want to comment, leave any opinions, thoughts, do you have any suggestions on places we should go investigate, you can leave those in our Facebook Messenger. You can also go to 997themix.com and go and find our entire Season 1 that we did last year with Larry Wilson. Season 2, we're on Episode 9 now. And again, all of our podcasts are there. Really easy to find in a window there from the Paranormal Pursuit Podcast. Just go to 997themix.com. Download the mobile app. That's the best way to do it. And uh, go to the Morning Mix page, and then boom, there you go. The Paranormal Pursuit Podcast, and have fun. I've had a lot of fun with this season, man. It's just good going back and, and remembering uh, all of our investigations, Larry Wilson, and Season two is all about the radio station hunts that and, and, and trips that you and I yep. have been yeah. on with with many different guests and many different friends and 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 coworkers. And uh, man, it's been a lot of fun. It's just, just, I mean, I love it. Just every week, it's just reliving everything that happened, and it all comes back to you. Yeah, again. I mean, that, you forgot even some of the stuff I, that I happened, have. you know. Yeah. And, and it's good to go back and th- this video, especially with Whispers of State. All credit goes out to uh, Heather Anderson, who used to work here, man. She put together one heck of a video for people to watch, and that's going to be on the podcast page. Yeah, and that's really, really interesting video. And like you said, she did a great job on it, and um, it gives you almost a feeling that you're there when you watch this thing, you know? So, yeah. Yeah, and the, and, and the, and the two main uh, things that happened to us while we were there, we got pretty good video documentation of this right. and she puts it together in a way that you can see that, that. you can totally see it yeah. man it it's yep. it's crazy i think and i remember when we did this I, I i think i said to you on the way back i said man this might be the one that makes us famous man this might be the one <laughs> that people really 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 like because we finally i think did it right and got a lot of video yeah yeah <laughs> we always say we're going to get a lot of video but then we never do well with, now with the wireless uh, video that we have that's right. going to help a lot, right? You know, some right. places we go to, and maybe aren't. Our but next, I think we need to document each other more. You know, like film we each do. other doing more yeah. stuff. You know, because I think that's what people want to see. Like with when we were at uh, um, was Edinburgh or Randolph, where we were in that room and the ball rolled. I mean, that I mean that I get those two mixed up we've, all the time. We've had a couple places where the ball. I mean, that's rolled, that's pretty you know? crazy. And then yeah. this video here is very crazy. We're going to be talking about an incident that happened with a shower curtain, and then an incident that happened in the basement, and. Uh, Unexplainable. That's that's again what the paranormal is all about. You know, I mean, you can't explain what happened in the yeah. video. I mean, when you're when you're there doing the investigation, I mean, you get goosebumps and stuff. But it's it was like today, like this morning, watching that video again and saying, "Say, wait a minute, that's that's us sitting there, <laughs> and, you know, in the dark and can't see what's going on around right, you." You know, right, right. So, Whispers Estate, let's get into it. Season 2, Episode 9. Larry Wilson, give the background on this place and how you found it. Yeah, um, well, just, again, always looking for places to investigate is basically how I found it. But uh, I'd seen a couple um, television shows about it. And matter of fact, uh, Scariest Places in America labeled it the number four 
most uh, scariest place in the United States anyway. But, you know, it's only as scary as what happens to you, I guess, mm-hmm. you know, and, and, uh, uh, but that's how I found it basically was just watching a few TV shows. And, and I remember whispers. you sending some clips and talking about it and pulling up some YouTube clips. And again, when you see all those YouTube clips, if you just Google whispers of state, I mean, you're going to find, I'm going to actually post that video on our YouTube channel okay, so that people can see yeah, that because yeah. you'll see a lot of people having things happen to them at this place. Yes. Especially. Yes. Um, uh, but I did a little background in history on, uh, whispers of state, uh, for our listeners, uh, basically, Whispers Estate, it's located 714 West Warren Street in Mitchell, Indiana. It's a 3,700-square-foot, uh, two-story, wood-framed, Vic- uh, Victorian-style home uh, with full basement and attic. And based on the earliest records, they believe it was built in 1894. And then sometime around 1899, Dr. John and his wife, Jesse Gibbons, purchased the house uh, from the original owners, also a doctor, uh, the George and Sarah White family. Um, the Gibbons uh, were known to take in and adopt orphan children. And uh, one such child that they adopted was a 10-year-old girl named Rachel. And as the story goes, um, Rachel tragically died in the house on Christmas Day, 1912. Um, supposedly, she was sneaking a peek at the Christmas gifts uh, early in the morning on the main floor. She got too close to an open uh, flame. I think it was a candle and bumped into it, started a fire. She was badly burned, and she died two days later in an upstairs bedroom. And uh, to this day, um, you know, guests at the house, they claim to, they've seen her running around the house, and they also claim to, to hear the voice of a little girl. Um, a second death in the house was a, a 10-month-old infant, and I'm not sure if they had yet adopted the child, uh, but the little girl's name was Elizabeth. Um, she died in the master bedroom from unknown causes, and uh, some investigators claim that they smell the scent of baby powder in the uh, master bedroom and have also heard the sound of a baby crying. Uh, Dr. Gibbons' wife, Jessica, or I'm sorry, Jessie, she also died in the house in the master, uh, master bedroom. Uh, she had a bout with double pneumonia. And uh, when, we, when we went to the house, I remember the two ladies that uh, were our, kind of our tour guides. I, I believe the one's name was Sonia, but, uh, but anyhow— um, they told us how, you know, they have, uh, uh, had people tell them they'll be in this master bedroom and people try to sleep in there and people wake up with labored breathing and coughing. Um, and one person had told them that it felt like somebody was sitting on their chest, just like you would, you know, if you had pneumonia, you know how it's, it's so tough to breathe. Um, the most frequent experience paranormal activity, uh, in the master bedroom is the sound of the closet door handle jiggling. And again, uh, our guides told us that night how one particular guest to the house one night continued to hear the, the doorknob jiggling. They would raise up and nothing would happen. And then the door started opening. They would shut the door. And next thing you know, the doorknob would jiggle again and the door would open. So that happened like multiple times up to one, uh, one guest or investigator. Um, Dr. Gibbons, who was a prominent physician in town, had his office on the first floor of the house. And if you'll remember, he's, they still have like uh, glass cases with a lot of the old time, you know, medical tools and stuff. And just seeing those things give you the chills. Well, they got that patient sign up chart list yeah, too. Remember the, of all actual those names and all those years that people were there, what they were there for. It was crazy. Actual patients that he had, you know, and and some of the tools that they had, they look primitive, you know. And just to think that maybe he did operations on people. Now the way that room is set up there uh, in the first floor, you know, you walk in. 
and it, it, that's what used to be the waiting area for the patients. So right. There, there, there's basically three different rooms. There, you walk in. There's a, a waiting area, but it, it's not set up like a waiting room area anymore. There's a couch in there. There's a glass case with some documents in it and some different, you know, souvenir. Well, not souvenirs, but relics from the different era. relics from yeah. that era. You walk into the next room, which is the bedroom area, which again they think was like the main. Um, office area for this doctor that that lived there right and then that room in the back that's now a bathroom that's where they think was the operating room or yeah. the room where they kept a, a bed for really really sick and injured patients exactly. uh, which is yeah. now a bathroom so all three rooms have been changed and moderate modernized just a little bit more um but again when you're in those rooms it's just tough not to think about what went down in those rooms back in the 1900s. Right. And and also Gibbons practiced for 26 some, I think 26 years was, was the length of time he practiced medicine. And back in the day, I mean, a lot of times people didn't make it through. There's no telling how procedures. many lives were lost. So you don't know place. how many, we yeah. really don't know how many people died in that right. house. And who know? they were and where they came from and what their history was or anything. Right. Um, other deaths that, that we were told in the house included a, a, a man that died sometime in the 1950s or 60s. He died in an upstairs bathroom, and then there was a young boy who died after falling down the front staircase. So there's been multiple deaths in the house. Um, in 2006, uh, not the current owner, but a previous owner bought the house and started to uh, refurbish the house, doing some restor- uh, restoration work. And that's basically when the strange activity started. Um they would hear like phantom footsteps, uh, disembodied voices, and they would also hear whispery voices uh, that would whisper right in the ear of the unsuspecting, you know, visitor. Um, we actually picked up a whisper. They in have. The basement. We, we, did. we did. Yes, yeah. we did as well. Uh, but that's how the uh, the name of the house got the uh, name Whispers Estate was from all the whispery voices that people would hear in the house. Uh, we were also told, and uh, that there's a uh, four unmarked graves in the backyard. And from the research I've done, they believe that the graves are Rachel, the little girl, you know, who who was burned and died in the house, her uh, her brother, and then also the uh, the Gibbons, uh, her 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 adopted parents, uh, Doctor and Mrs. Gibbons, are also buried in the backyard. Um, psychics visiting the house, and not just one, but several, uh, pick up that there's a a burial pit in the backyard uh, where there's aborted fetuses and uh, body parts. Um, and we saw what looked like it could have been, you know, a sunken area that could have been a pit. But from from all I can determine, just based on research I've done, and there's real, there's really no proof of that, you know. But it, it's psyches picking it up. I mean, a lot of things they say later turn out to be true. Um, the uh, the the center of the haunting activity seems to take place in the attic. Um, guests that have slept there report having nightmares and hearing the sound of. Uh, uh, someone or something, again, kind of like the master bedroom, jiggling the door and pulling on the door, trying to get in. Um, we were told a story. Uh, I don't know if this is a good place to introduce the story that uh, that one of the, the tour guides told us. Uh, again, I think her name was Sonia, uh, about a, a happening that she had in the attic when she about was— About the Red Room? Yeah, We'll get to that when we get to the EVP okay, clips. Okay, I'll yeah. just continue with a, a bit of history. There's not a whole lot more, but— uh, um, there's also, and again, but the attic, though, you know, 
not a lot of stuff occurred or happened for us. And we and we tried. Yeah. And we tried. We, yeah. we we spent a lot of time up there, especially in the room I think you might be talking about here, the attic, where it was the opposite end of the red room, which they called the seance room. Is that right? Or the w- Right. It's part of the attic, but okay. uh, there was a table set up and they actually do seances. Yeah. Seances and, but there's up a there. big giant, like weird looking mirror yep. in that room that Creepy, creepy, creepy. I mean, it's just... Well, they set it up. Uh, I think they put... This, there's more than just one mirror. There's a lot of mirrors, yeah. if you remember. But that and, one whole wall yeah. was a mirror. Well, a lot a lot of people believe, because back in the, the ancient times, and uh, uh, they, they actually believed that, uh, that mirrors were like portals to right, the other right, side. Right, right, You know, and that was one of the reasons I think they put all the mirrors in there. Yeah. And there was, was a... There, I, what was in that room? A little table... Areas to sit. It wasn't really tall. I mean, because it, no, it was one of those um, A-frame type yeah, A-frame attics. attics. So we we spent some time in there, and again, um, and then there was another what we call the red room. Yeah, it was a yeah, bedroom. Yeah, we. I, I didn't really feel much. I mean, it was creepy. Yeah, but um, and I did have an experience in the red room, which we'll discuss here right, in a few minutes. Right. But uh, but yeah, and I think you know part of it could be too. A lot of times when. You expect something to happen in a, in a certain, certain spot. Part. Yeah, nothing happens. Right. You know, it's almost like uh, we want to catch you off guard. Right. You know, it's right. It's not going to be no fun if you know yeah. what's going to happen. You're absolutely right. And in um, that house, again, we even mentioned it in the video that we're going to post on the podcast page. There's a lot of rooms. Oh, a ton. And, and you could get lost in that place. Absolutely. Really, yeah. really quick. Yeah. Um, it's uh, it's just it's your basic. It's a state is kind of a good name for it. I mean, it's a. It was probably at the time in, in one of the better well-to-do parts of town, you know, when it was built. You figure a doctor lived there, had his practice right, there as well. Right. So it, during the day, it was probably a, a well-established Yeah, walking house. up to the house, too, is pretty cool. I mean, oh, it's pretty cool looking. It's creepy. Yeah. Uh, because they have, I guess, I, I don't know if you call them, there was a couple of- Gargoyle things. Gargoyle, yeah, yeah, yeah. exactly. Uh, setting on like stone posts. Right, and it just right. gives you that creepy look. <laughs> and, and not really sure how long those have been there, but it looks like they've been there a while. Yeah. So it may have been, they may have been there in the day, but that gives you a creepy feeling just as you're walking mm-hmm. up the steps. Um, but one of the, the things that, uh, that we were told about was they call this shadow figure Big Black. And Big Black has been seen by guests. Um, psychics claim that Big Black is not of this world, so he's never walked the face of the earth as a human. Again, this is according, according to psychics. Um, Big Black is most commonly encountered in the doctor's area, uh, but he's also been seen, he or it has also been seen in other locations throughout the house. Um, there's been experiences of people feeling like shaking, like an earthquake, you know, type shaking, uh, basically most of the time up in the attic. Uh, and we were told a couple stories, and I don't know if you want to get into those yet either, uh, about the uh, the scream and the uh, yeah. We'll get to that when we get yep, to the red room yep. area. So, the but there's been a lot of a lot of things happen that seem to stem from the attic, um, that you know you would think people downstairs would hear, but they don't. Right. Um, also, uh, some other things that's experienced in the house again, like in a lot of haunted houses, people smell the uh, like pungent cologne smells, cigar, tobacco type smells, um, but they also smell smells of like rancid meat and also like, you know, how a, 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 a used Band-Aid will smell, has mm-hmm. that odor to it. Yeah. They also smell that in the doctor's yeah. area. Rotten. You know, which, which would make sense. Yeah. Yeah. Kind of a rotten, unpleasant smell. Right. So basically that's kind of a rundown on, on most of the types of experiences they have in house, which is a lot. Yep. If you think about it. Our investigation um, was pretty inactive, I think, for a majority of the night. And then it really stirred up, you know, towards the end, I would say after 12 o'clock, you yeah. know, that's when, when things started to happen. Majority um, of our EVPs were recorded between 12 and 1. Right, right. And um, 
again, the, the incidents we're going to talk about here, you can go watch on, on the video. Uh, we're going to start off with what happened to us in in the basement area, but on the video, it's backwards. We, you know, the video, you, you, the basement uh, stuff happens at the end of the video. We're going to talk about it now because, um, you know, we've got EVPs from that that were picked up on the recorder that was sitting on the table. Right. But the video, you can see us interacting with the same audio clips you're going to hear. Yeah. And the looks on your face and the sounds on my voice and the whisper that we picked up. On the video, you can really, 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 really see how it's enhanced. Right. How that whisper comes across the top of my voice when I'm talking. Right. Which is pretty crazy. So it's the, like it was like answering me. Yeah, 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 yeah. It was crazy. So let's set up the basement stuff, Larry. Okay. And and, and they told us they they wouldn't even go down in the basement when they when they told those stories. No, I mean it's just when you go down the basement. Of course, just like most basements, there's only one way in and one way out. So if something happens while you're down there, you may have to go by. If you see something, yeah. You're and they have were to go older by. stairs too, man. Yeah. They, they had not fixed kind of those rickety stairs. Old stairs right. and, Do you remember and, the stories that she told? She told one story about someone falling down the steps or being pushed. Right. Yeah, they were just heading down the stairs and they felt like a hand shove them down the steps. Yeah. You know, and then right at the bottom of the steps too, there was, I'm not sure what the purpose of it was, but there was a, like a concrete uh, block that was, you know, poured with the basement floor. Right, you know? right, so right. Made no sense, but I'm sure it served a purpose in the day. I would say the, 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 the overall size of that room, what would you say? Um, I don't know, maybe 200 square feet. Yeah. Something like that. Um, the ceiling was probably about seven foot tall. You yeah. know, it was it was it was an old looking. You could see the frames of the floor uh, upstairs, uh, concrete, Just concrete and brick all the way the around, brick, brick foundation. Mm-hmm. You know, you could see that. And uh, in one corner on the video, you see in the room there's a mirror with an axe sitting in front of it by right. a stool. Um, there's a table set up down there, and you'll see all this in the video. And you and I go down there and, and do what we always do, sit up uh, across from each other. We're probably about six feet, seven feet away from each other. At most, yeah. And this time, the whole time this was going on, I was I was filming with the infrared camera handheld uh, on you the whole time. Yeah, yeah. Um, we're sitting there just doing what we usually do. We, I think we were, we were having a conversation about how the one part of the basement looked a little bit like the Sally house, how you could see back up underneath underneath the house. You know, yeah. And we, we, we were talking about that a little bit. And then we, we brought up the Sally house. We brought up the Velisca house because of the axe. And we're both we're having conversations about two of the most haunted, scariest places that we've ever been to. And then this happens to us right. while we're down there. Yeah. The axe in the, in the basement, uh, I don't know what you would call it, the bowels of the house. Yeah, yeah. And um, again, I think they said Big Black was, that's where a lot of the people saw Big Black standing at the top of those stairs. And and, and, And I remember, um, and again, I'm going to call her Sonia because I believe that's her name, but uh, I did a little bit more research since we've been there. And uh, there's an interview with her where she claims to have seen a, a shadowy figure that um, she said it had the old, the, like the ram's horns, like coming from the head, and it just totally, you know, it, it basically, you know, changed how she feels about life in general. You right, know, seeing sure. something like that. So we're gonna play this first EVB, EVP clip here. You want to set this one up? Yeah, it's just you and I are sitting there. Um, it, we keep hearing some noises, you know, and uh, I mean they just come out of the blue. And and we're kind of you know having the banner back and forth you know did you hear that that type of thing so yeah but uh, but we heard them as well as recorded them. Bang something, slam the door, knock the axe over. What was that? 
You hear that? Yeah. Something. Slam the door. Knock the axe over. What was that? You hear that? Yeah. Seriously, what was that? It's not the floor creaking, is it? It came over here from my right. I thought it came over here. No, it came from my right. Can you make that sound again? So I'm going to pause that clip there because it's a long clip. So that, that was the first time we heard a certain sound. And again, I mean, it sounds like either a scratch. You said it sounded like the floor creaking. On the video, you'll be able to even see it a lot clearer. I say it's coming from my right and you're pointing to your left. Yeah. And the recorder that, that was picked up on, we, we, we drew the diagram out. Recorder was probably three to four feet away from me on a table that was sitting there. Um, and on the video, you don't hear it as good as you hear right. that being picked up. So, so, and that the way the sound is too, it had to be wherever it's coming from was coming fairly close to the recorder. Yeah. Here's the rest of the clip. If you belong here, make that sound again. So I'm going to play that again. Totally different than the yeah. first whatever scratching that was. That was like something banged right next to the recorder. Or touched the recorder. Right. Do you? Yeah. Probably for that sound. What the heck? Did you hear that? Yeah. Probably for that sound. What the heck? What the heck? Did you hear that? Yeah. Or was that was in my to my right again, bro. I'm hearing it to your left. So that's where it all began. And that was again at twelve twenty one. Then at twelve twenty four, so it's happening pretty close. Yeah. And 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 these are Again, I, we were not that far from each other. No. Five, I mean, six feet from each like other. Like we are right now. Right, right, right. And and these sounds are happening and we're trying to figure out what they are where they're coming from. And again, you've really got to go watch that video and see our reactions because you're not going to hear the, the the sounds, I don't think, as good as the, the recorder picked up. And you can see what we're talking about, the size of the room. You yeah. know, that it, it, we should have been able to tell where these were coming from, but we couldn't. Right. And that's why I'm kind of thinking that whatever it was is right between us. And this is where we pick up the whisper from Whisper's estate. Right. If you want us to leave the basement... Do something. Let us hear you move. So that entire clip, you hear a lot of noises. You hear whatever that scratching sound is, right. which I don't know if you and I hear it clearly. Not at the time. But then you hear one that we both hear, right. okay? And you hear me say, did you hear that? 
and you ask that that wasn't you. And when I respond, you hear my voice. And over the top of my voice, you hear a whisper that says says no. No, it says no. I mean, it, well, it whispers, it yeah. whispers yeah. Yeah. no. And if you watch the video, Heather did such a great job of editing. You 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 see the voice over the top of it's, it's creepy. So I'm going to play the entire clip again. And you're hearing these, 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 listen, we're not moving. Neither one of us are moving. No, we're sitting. And I'm sitting totally still with the camera on Larry. And you hear these. Well, we're, we're not moving because we're listening for sounds. Right, right. Not if a- you want us to leave the basement, do something. Not us. Not us. Not us, and I don't think we heard that really at the time, because otherwise we would have said, "Right, did you hear that?" So I'll play that again. Let us hear you move. Hear that? Is that you? No. Let us hear you move. Hear that? Is that you? No, it's to my right. Let us hear you move. Hear that? Say you? No, it's to my right. Say you? No, it's to my right. That? Say you? No, it's to my right. So that is like right before I, I mean, literally, it's right on top of me. You know, it says, no. And then I respond, no, it's right to, it's right. Right to my right. It, it beats you to the punch. So yeah. <laughs> you can uh, go check out the video. It's on the podcast page. You can watch that going down and watch that happening. And again, great job on the editing uh, of the video by by our friend Heather Anderson. Uh, the next clip, the next EVP you're going to hear is from the Red Room. In the Red Room, again, you said one of the most active places where a lot of the stories come from with right. uh, some of the, the scary uh, negative uh, interactions that, that have happened, including physical contact. Yes. And on the wall, when you walk in, there's an actual letter that's written by um, one of the uh, Again, victims. I, we I think guess. her name is Sonia. Right. And then you can see on the video, you read the entire, we're not going to read the entire letter back here, um, but the gist of it was yeah, she was laying in the bed. Oh, basically, yeah. She was, um, she was laying in the bed. She was there at the house with a friend. And the idea was the friend was going to stay downstairs and kind of be her safety, you know, whatever you want to call it, the safety link. And they each had their cell phones. And uh, the girl downstairs was supposed to call every 30 minutes. To or make text sure she, her. Text or, or, or text, call. Right. Text or call to make sure she was okay. So she's laying on the bed. In, and so she wouldn't fall asleep. I remember she didn't want to fall asleep up there, right? Yeah, because... She, when you fall asleep, I mean, you don't know what's going on around <laughs> right, you, you right. know, and she was kind of worried about that. So she was laying on the bed, basically, and then just all of a sudden she started having these kind of, I guess you would call them bizarre feelings and um, daydreams, visions, night and, dreams. Yeah, whatever. they were like, like vivid, though. Yeah, she didn't think she was asleep, I don't think. No, right. yeah, she doesn't think so because <laughs> she said I would, it was almost like just right away right, that right, that right. happened. But she's laying there and she has this uh, feeling that she's being pulled through the bed. Uh, down to where she doesn't know where she's being pulled to. Right. But, but she says that the farther she's pulled down, it feels like the worst 
thing you can possibly experience. You know, just it was a dark place. And at the end of the letter, she she writes here some interesting facts about the uh, the, the the time that she was spent there. Larry's going to just read the final part there because it is kind of weird with the timestamps on these events. Yeah, I mean, well, the, it's it's basically kind of a, a phone log of when her friend was going to call her when these things happened. But she's again. Uh, she said she was supposed to be called or, or text, have a text every thirty minutes. But she said, looking at her phone log, it shows the following: six thirty-eight uh, a.m. text message from uh, to Jenny. Six fifty a.m. There was a call to Jenny lasting nineteen minutes. Seven fifty-seven a.m. An incoming call from Jenny lasting thirty-two seconds. Eight twenty-nine a.m. Incoming call from Jenny lasting one minute. And she says, uh, I could tell you this, Jenny is always on time, especially when uh, she is worried. She remembers calling in, and this is this is uh, Sonia talking. She says she remembers Jenny calling in, or, or, or Jenny remembers calling in exactly uh, at 30-minute in, uh, intervals. And if you notice on the, the time stamps, there's, uh, there's, an eight, there's 18 minutes of missing time from the time that uh, Sonia hung up with Jenny at 7.09 a.m. Uh, and her phone call at 7.57 a.m. So, but oddly enough, when they checked Jenny's phone log, Jenny, on the other end, has no information showing that there was ever any phone calls or text messages at any time during the entire time that she was up there, which is totally bizarre. Yep, and really only one of us spent alone time up there uh, that night in the red room, and and I don't know, I remember how long I don't remember how long you were up there, but I know you laid down in the it's bed like for 30, a little bit, maybe thirty minutes, and I was downstairs in the, in the parlor. Uh, parlor area right. while you were up there. There's and a, um, there's a piano room down there too by the parlor. Right, you, you were in one of those two rooms. Right, and I remember we had the camera I think set up facing you and pointing you. I just don't know why we didn't add that to the video. Maybe because I don't remember a lot of really anything happening to you except for you maybe felt a little bit different while you were laying in that bed. Yeah, it was it was just an odd feeling when I was up there, kind of the same thing. I closed my eyes, seeing if I could feel what what Sonia felt or have an experience like she did. But as I was laying there on the bed, it was all of a sudden like I became disoriented. You know how, um, say, if you have an inner ear problem where you become a little bit dizzy. And again, my eyes were closed, but I started feeling like the bed was moving and not spinning, but just kind of moving and and that, that, that I was moving myself. So I'd open my eyes, and still I had that dizzy feeling. And that, that lasted, you know, a short time, just a couple minutes. But um, I couldn't explain why I was having that, that that experience. Now, do you remember if this EVP we got in the Red Room, was that why you were up there? Or it was. It was why you were up well, there? Well, let's – yeah, it was uh, – we have the Close time to 1 here. o'clock, yeah, 12.59. Yeah, 12.59. So this would have been while I was sitting in the, in the Red Room. So it sounds like you're walking around well, up there a little bit. Let me, yeah, let me, um, yeah, this would have been after I had that experience. So I'm okay. walking around. but So you're walking out maybe? No, I just walking around back okay. and kind of back and forth. Okay. Because there was also, if you remember, there was a dresser, I think, in there that uh-huh. had a mirror. Uh-huh. And I was kind of walking back and forth to see if I could see anything behind me in the mirror or anything like that, uh, which I didn't. But uh, I didn't hear anything. But it sound, you, you think it sounds more like something moving, but... I hear two whispers, but, you know, it's just hard to say what it is.
Yeah, I, I again can't make out yeah. anything from that. No, so, no. Um, in that attic area though, as well that we talked about, um, from the red room all the way down to the seance room or whatever they call that, the room with the mirrors. Right. That's probably what. How many feet you think that is? From it's each not other? far. Um, what? Maybe twenty-five. Yeah, thirty feet is what I was going to say. Thirty feet tops. Yeah. And some of the stories, uh, the voices, and the sounds that they hear up there include one like this. That would scare the badoodles out of me if it, I heard that. And, and they it, and they say that they hear that a lot up there. And it scared them. I mean, there was a, a group of three or four up in the attic, and I believe it was the owner that was sent downstairs in the kitchen. And here's this banshee-type screaming up there. Uh, they all heard it, and it scared them. So, you know, they they I guess they left the, the attic and were coming downstairs, but the owner didn't hear a thing right. downstairs. Last EVP that we have before we get into the uh – the story about the shower curtain uh, comes from downstairs when I was there by myself. Uh, again, we'll play the clip, and then Larry will, will tell you. And again, we did not hear this uh, when it was when it was happening. This is from 1:45 a.m. Uh, at Whispers Estate. What do you think is being said there? It sounds like Spanish words. Sounds like hola. Yeah, I think it's hold up or hola. It could be it, either one. It could be right. And again, complete silence. You know, no one is around that recorder. I don't know where that recorder was actually at, but I mean, you just you don't hear either one of us. No, in the background I, well, I remember we did have a recorder on that piano, and you were pretty close to the piano, so okay. that's probably the recorder. Okay. So uh, those are the EVPs that we have from Whispers Estate that were picked up on our recorder. Again, if you want to go watch the video, you, not if you want to, you need to go watch the video yeah. from Whispers Estate and, and and see these experiences that happened to us, especially here with the shower curtain. The shower curtain, Larry, is probably one of the main uh, you know physical things that we have witnessed uh, that we could not explain. And, and captured on video. And got the before and the after. Right. Like perfectly caught. So if for no other reason you need to watch the video just to see what we're talking about, how there's evidence of this shower curtain and what position it was in. So the story goes, it's the first floor. The, right. the, the, you know, we're in the doctor's office area, the doctor's waiting room, the doctor's office area, and the, the former operating room or treatment room. That is now a bathroom that we mentioned earlier in the podcast. Um, I don't remember what time it was, but we were, you and I were both spending some time uh, in the middle part, which was the doctor's office area, and that bed there where people had said they had seen the, the big black before, gotten a lot of different sounds, the doors jingling. Right. Um, the bathroom, I think they said they'd heard voices before. They'd heard the little girls laughing, remember? Just or, a variety of paranormal activity. Right, right. And so in the video, you're going to see Larry laying on the bed when we're trying to, you know, do it, our investigation. I stand up. I, I, I say, okay, I'm going to go spend some time here in this bathroom while you're in the, the, bed, the bedroom area or the, 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 the office area. When I walk in there, you can see the camera. As I'm walking in, you see the camera, it pans right on the shower curtain, which is, I think, an older style. I mean, it's not an old, yeah, old style shower curtain. but it's Old type bathtub. Yeah, old time bathtub. It's got the shower curtain, and it is totally closed with maybe on the right-hand side a foot of it being opened right. on the end. I don't focus on it. 
because I'm just, I'm just panning. Yeah, I'm just not, walking. Yeah, yeah, just a shower. On the video though, that you can see, we slow it down and we say curtain closed, and we don't think anything of it while we're we're going in. When I'm well, I'm going in there. I go in there. I sit down on the toilet, which is in the corner of the room. We say, hey, let's we're gonna do some quiet time in here. I don't think I was in there very long. Could have been. 10 minutes yeah. that I was in there. Pops, yeah. And I asked you, hey, man, Larry, I feel like there's something touching me on the back of my neck. Right. You know, and it felt like a spider or something. Like, I thought, because I was pretty close. You, when you're sitting on that toilet, your head's pretty close, because it's, it's one of those skinny toilets, and your head's pretty close to that brick wall. It is. And uh, I, I remember leaning forward. I had a I had a polo on that night, and I, and I remember thinking, man, something, and, I, and, and, you know, you start messing with yourself, and when you start thinking something's touching you, like I just start feeling like there was stuff all over my shoulders, my my my, my head area. I was like, like a man. I go, there's, I feel like there's something touching me in here, Larry. <laughs> and if you remember, and I think I think it's in the video too. Um, as I'm laying on the bed, one of the things I said was, if there's to the effect, if there's someone here, can you touch one of us? Right, right. And it before I walk into the bathroom, before you right. walked into the bathroom, <laughs> right, yes. right. So that happens, but this is during quiet time. We don't have right. this picked up on the video. Okay. Um, I immediately stand up and and then I think I turn the video camera back on and I start saying, Hey man, I just don't feel right in here. It's kind of creeping me out. And you're asking me questions. You can see it on the video. Um, we leave the room to go out in our safe room area to calm down a little bit and kind of, cause you know, it's getting late too. We were about ready to leave for the night and, um, you know, you're, you're tired, you're exhausted and, my emotions start to run wild, but of course, Larry Wilson. If something happens, he wants to go back in and and, and check it out again. So he's like, "Well, I want to go. I want to go in there." And we weren't we weren't out in that safe room area for very long. Right. I wanted to see if I could feel what you were feeling in the bathroom. Right. So we were out there maybe in that safe room for maybe what five minutes tops. Yeah, something like that. So we were gone from that space for about five minutes. Uh, we walk back in there. We go through again the 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 former waiting room. We walk through the bedroom, and you go in there. And sit down on the toilet and then tell them what happened to you while you were sitting on it. It was just like I was having an experience of where um, I would hear like, um, I don't know what you call it, like a clicking sound on the wall, you know? And uh, The way you described it in the video was like a scratching, yeah, kind of a scratching yeah. sound, kind of like what we heard kind in the of basement. Like in the, yeah, in the <laughs> yeah. basement recordings, that same type of a sound. Um, unfortunately, we didn't pick it up because I don't think I, I, I didn't have the video camera with me, I don't believe. Yep, I still had time. it. Yeah. Um, but I was hearing that, and I had kind of mentioned that, I think, out loud. And, and then I, I was going to leave the bathroom or maybe left the bathroom, I think I did, and, and then met you out in, yep. the, in the bedroom. That took maybe, again, another 10 minutes while you were in yeah, there. Yeah, you know? tops. Uh, and so I turned the video camera back on after the quiet time. Uh, you're telling the story. And, and, and as you're telling the story, I, I pan. I mean, I, again, I, I'm not focusing on the shower curtain, but I pan to the shower curtain, and the shower curtain is now open. It's wide open. And I say on the video, you can see me say on the video, did you open the shower curtain? Right. And of course I did. And Larry says, I, I, I didn't touch anything. I just went and sat down on the toilet. Right. That and then was, that was the whole purpose of going into the bathroom was to see if I could experience what you did. Right. And then that's when you and I both kind of had an, a, a oh crap moment yeah. and had to figure it out. So yeah. And then of course we <laughs> had to go back and rewind the video and see, <laughs> right. hey, was, was this... Right. Was this closed before we went in? Right. Totally closed. It was. Yeah. We walk in there, or you walk in there. We start filming again. It's wide open. And again, it's it's wide open to the point where, Larry, I mean, it's obvious. It's 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 wide open on yeah, both ends. That little space on the right side that you talk about that was open to begin with, the whole shower curtain is pushed up, bunched up against that space. So 
it, the, the curtain wasn't closed beyond that little open area. It right. was pushed up right against the open area. And didn't I even say, kind of joking around, but also kind of serious? I was like, you don't think one of those ladies, because the ladies were, were, were staying in a, in a separate part of the house yeah. while we were there. I was like, you don't think they would have come in here and open? And you're like, I, I, we, we would have heard them if they would have got up. Right. There's no way they could have walked past where we were at exactly. and done that. Without I mean, us seeing them. I mean, because it's, it's physically been moved. Yes. Yep. <laughs> And hated to do it, but I remember, uh, and they were sleeping, but we, we went and knocked on their door to yeah. ask them, did yeah. you guys come into this bathroom <laughs> right. and did you open the shower curtain? Yeah. And they weren't upset, but we woke them up out of a sound sleep. Uh-huh. You yeah. Know? So yeah, so it wasn't them. I'm getting goosebumps just telling that story again, because I just remember thinking to myself, like, yeah, like there's no way to explain that. Right. Unless right. one of us physically, because it was moved. Yeah, I mean, how do you explain that? There's, it wasn't like we brushed up against it and it would have moved maybe a few inches. There's, there was no air conditioner that could have pushed it open. And in, and if an air conditioner was on, can you imagine the force it would have taken to to open that old shower curtain? Because right. it had the the rings at the top, you know, that the, 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 right. the shirt curtains right. attached right. to to the bar or right. or the rod, <laughs> right. and uh, it takes some it takes a hand to push that open. Right. And now physical encounters that you've had, I haven't had too many physical encounters. Um, either one, you being touched, you've, yeah. been, you've been, you felt like you've been touched many times and punched in the back before. Exactly. Uh, two, you've seen things physically have moved before. Right. Um, would you say it's been over a dozen that you, in your in your career? No the, more. The physical touches. Physical touches. Yeah, probably it, probably a dozen. Where would you rate the shower curtain on those those top twelve? Um. Obviously, the punch in the back is probably up there. The punch in the back is number one because uh-huh. you'll never forget that. Right. It's like being mugged in the cemetery. <laughs> right. But, but um, physical things like that, like the door at uh, that we talked about at or at uh, Randolph County, yeah. those types of things, I mean, they're just in that that category. Of you can't explain that, right? You know, and it's physical, uh, and we know that the only other two people in the house were the guides, and they were sound asleep at the time. So something had to physically open that curtain, right? It's up there. I mean, that's top. That's top three for me. Yeah, it's hard to. It's hard to like when you, people ask for top ten or you know whatever list. It's hard because they're, they're all me. incredible. Right. That night, it was top. It was number one. <laughs> you know, <laughs> for sure. Oh my gosh! So that's season two, episode nine of uh, Whispers Estate. Again, go watch that video. It's on our on our podcast page at nine nine seven themix dot com. It'll be on the more mix section right there on the front. Download the mobile app, and you can go into the actual. Uh, the, the morning mix section. We're going to post it on our Facebook page. It's, it's going to be easy to find. And you know I'm going to post it on YouTube as well. So you can just go and look up Whispers Estate Paranormal Pursuit Podcast. You can watch the entire video and you be the judges for yourself. So right. again, yeah. uh, what do we got going on next week, Larry? Uh, I believe it's, is it Malvern Manor? Is, is that it? Next week? I think so. Uh, another Malvern Manor. Another Iowa... I was a crazy place. And another so. physical encounter. Yes, yeah, yeah. That it, again, that's my that's that's number that's number one on my list. Yep. And intern Lauren will be yeah. she she was at the brunt of all of it and <laughs> yeah. she'll be on the on the podcast. Yeah, for sure. Thanks for listening and be sure to tune in again next week as Bonzi and I once again unravel more mysteries of the paranormal. Until then, happy hauntings. You've been listening to the Newhoff Media Podcast Network. For more, visit newhoffmedia.com.